so many stories, as we've said, on the road to the Paris Olympics. And in women's basketball, just last weekend, the Opals booking their ticket to what will be an 11th Games with victory in all three of their matches in the Olympic qualifying tournament in Brazil. Just after the win over Germany, which secured the team trip to Paris, Opals legend in every meaning of that word, Lauren Jackson, now 42, revealing in a short interview she will not be in Paris as a player, a decision to retire from international basketball almost 18 months on now from making such an incredible comeback after six years off the court to be such a part of the 2022 World Cup in Sydney where the Opals claimed bronze and what a match she had in that bronze medal win. So much to talk about. I had the chance yesterday to do just that with Opals coach and teammate also of Lauren Jackson at the Sydney and Athens Olympics, Sandy Rondello. And first up, Sandy, the feeling right now with the ticket secured to the Paris Olympics. Well, I think any time um, you, you you get an opportunity to go to an Olympics, you just it's a bit of a relief. Um, you know, the Opals have a great, uh, you know, legacy and going to so many Olympics and doing so well. Uh, but, you know, the rest of the world's gotten better and better and we had a pretty tough group. We have a very limited preparation. But to go over to Brazil and improve in each and every game and, and get our spot to, to Paris. Um, I'm relieved, but I'm very proud and very excited and looking forward to the next few months. I'll ask you more about that in just a tick. And I'm just thinking to have qualified so many stories around this, but in Brazil, where the Opals won the World Cup in 2006, just with everything else, what was that moment like? Yeah, look, obviously the Brazilians are such passionate fans and the crowd was really loud. Um, you know, there was just a, a lot of joy. You know, these players are so committed to the Opals program. We want to have great success and continue the legacy that comes before us. Um, but they just come together. Like I talked about our limited preparation and, you know, we only had our really our full group for two practices before the games. And, you know, we had to work some things out in the fly but, um, you know, you couldn't have asked for a more committed, more resilient team and uh, of players that we had in Brazil. And, and just to see the joy that they have, uh, the satisfaction that they get another opportunity to go to another Olympic Games. And in the mix of all of that, the revelation of Lauren Jackson, that short interview post the victory over Germany, which qualified the team for Paris, that win, that she would not be heading for a fifth Olympics. Did you know that was coming? Yeah, like obviously... Yeah, no, I did not know that was coming. Look, I we had discussed a little bit about, you know, what was the plan for her and it was always going to be what she thought was best for her. She does, you know, she's a, a mum of, of two young boys and, and that's, uh, you know, something that uh, she loves doing and being away is hard. And um, But, yeah, I was a little surprised that she said that. And I, the, the, my only advice to her is, like, just take a few weeks away and then don't make an, an, an emotional decision and, and just see where you're at. So um, this is 100% Lauren's uh, decision. She, I thought she played really well for us and just for the story of her coming back um, after being retired for so, for so long and still playing at a high level um, just goes to show what a champion that she is. And, you know, if it is the last time playing for the Opals, I'm just very grateful she got on that plane to help us secure that spot to Paris. Yeah, just inside, just the joy of the, the qualification for Paris and that little chat she had courtside that the news uh, came out. Inside and as a team with that one other match to play, but the qualification secured, what was it all like at the time? Yeah, look, I really didn't. Um, I didn't know it happened directly after the game until I saw it on uh, social media. 
so but we we had another game the next day so i really didn't make any anything of it i spoke to her um and, and just said like if if that's what you want to do let's go out and win this last game but um you know if it was very emotional and um you know she's done so much for the opals program but like yeah, if she wants to retire that's fine but she absolutely loves being a part of this team she's enjoyed the whole journey uh you know she's she's like um a calming influence out there she's done so much and uh she can rise to the occasion and uh we're just very very proud of her if this is the last time she um plays you know for the opals um what a great legacy that she leaves behind uh she is our best australian player of all time and one of the the very best if not the best in the whole world so we're just lucky to you know for me i played alongside her in two olympics and then had the opportunity to coach her and we won that bronze medal at the world cup and then for her to to help us qualify for another olympic games means so much to me and in terms of i know you're saying the door is is not completely closed it's up to her um but if she goes through with it would you still see perhaps a role for her in some way in, in what she is able to bring to the opals team overall alongside you yeah, 100%. Look, and we've spoken about that. It's like, you know, if I'm if I'm involved, I'd still like to have some capacity where we can use her. She's got this she's got this belief. I mean, she just loves the Opals, um, but she's got this calming influence on the players and they just look to her and, you know, those big moments. But I, I can remember going back to the World Cup. We lost yeah. that first game against France and you know, we didn't play well. They played a great game. You know, when nerves kind of got to us and her, the words that she said after it was just more inspirational inspirational, and just the belief like, hey, guess what? We lost. Get over it. We're going to win the next five games. And we did. And, um, you know, she just dragged us around, even though her role wasn't as big as it was in the past. It was a very important role because she gave us the belief that we could do anything. And she still has that factor. So if I can keep her involved in, you know, some player developments, one of the greatest players of all time, she'll teach so much to our post players, but also in a leadership capacity and in, and in that culture space that we, we spend a lot of time on because it really, when you don't have much time together, connection is commitment and our commitment to this program is 150%. Opals coach Sandy Brondello with us on Grandstand this weekend. And just that week ago, uh, having secured Olympic qualification for the Paris Games. And in terms of the influence of Lauren and all of your experience in playing, and you talked about the games that you were alongside Lauren for uh, the Opals and now in the coaching capacity, the mix of the Opals at the moment and the experience, but also very young players that have had their chance. Just what is it been like all up from this short time together in terms of now the road ahead to the Olympic Games? Yeah, look, it's been really wonderful. I think it just shows the depth of the Australian basketball, women's basketball that we have. Um, you know, hard decisions always have to be made, but really, really happy with the group that we took overseas. Uh, we talked about Jade Melbourne and um, Izzy Borlais. Uh, they will just massive in, impact in the game and Izzy being only 19 years of age and Jade is 21. Um, and like they are the future, but they're also in the moment now. And they went on and, and gave us great minutes um, and really, really impressed. And I think that's important. Going into a big tournament, it was important for me to have a good balance, but have the experience because it is tough. This is a pre-Olympics and uh, it is very, very competitive and you have to have that mental toughness as well. But I think the young group bring us that, you know, they have their own confidence and it was just a really good mixture that we had. And 
Um, I'm certainly going to have some really big decisions to make for this final um, team for Paris. But, um, you know, I look forward to it. It just means Australian basketball's in, in, in good shape. And in terms of now and that final decision and all these things are ahead of you, Sandy, what is the path ahead now? It's hard to believe just five months to go. And coming together, what will happen in terms of before the games? I'm just thinking of the end of the WNBL is not far away, the start of the WNBA season in May and, and everything else. Yeah, look, we, it's really tricky for the Opals program. And that's, you know, um, we do not have the same preparation as other countries have. Uh, they spend a good three months together. America probably even practices a little bit more than us as well. Uh, but we'll put a program together knowing that our WNBA players will not be available until July 17th, 18th, when our season breaks um, in America that will be joining it. So, we, we just made sure that we um, had a schedule leading into the Olympic Games where we could play as many games as we could together because that's they've been with me in the program for so many years. So it's more about just understanding what works, what chemistry works, what rotations, you know, what do we need to do against um, the different countries because they're all different styles. Uh, so that's a part of that preparation. It's not ideal, but it, it is what it is. We support our WNBA players. It helps them continue to get better in their individual game, which is only going to help the Opals program. But after that, the, the players, we'll, we'll name a squad of about 20 players after the WNBL and we'll start the preparation for that. So we're going to we're going to try and play as many games as we can um, in Australia, out of Australia, and give every opportunity for uh, the players that will remain in Australia to, pra- uh, to train, um, to stamp, you know, their, their put their best foot forward to, to try and make that final 12 for Paris. And Opal's coach Sandy Brondello with us. And just all of what you've been explaining in the lead-up now, this five months to go until the Olympic Games, and also just the very proud history that you've talked about that the Opals have on the world calendar and the Olympic Games. But these last two games, Rio and, and Tokyo, and, and not to be on the medal dais, and, and everything that's surrounds that, the COVID implications and more. What What is the feeling heading into Paris in, in terms of all of that background and, of course, having fans and, and family and, and everything back in, in that way at the Paris Games? Look, I think the players and the staff are just excited to get back to having a normal an Olympics Games. Uh, you know, Tokyo, it was, a, it was a surreal experience and, and you know, we didn't achieve our goals, but it was a very difficult situation Um you know, everyone knows we, we made some changes heading into the Tokyo. We had a very limited preparation. Players in Australia couldn't even train together. So it wasn't ideal, um, you know, but you learn from your experiences. I'm, you know, I'm my harshest, harshest critic, so it was more like, what do we need to do? So um, having no COVID, that certainly helps. Um, you know, doing is the best preparation that we can, making sure that we have the right pl- players in the leadership role that can... Um, you know, make sure that our culture is where it needs to be. And we have one of the best captains of all time um, in Tess Madgen and, and a great leadership group in Semi uh, Whitcomb and, and Steph Talbot behind her. So that's, um, you know, we're just excited. We've got another opportunity to learn um, and hopefully do better. But knowing nothing um, can be handed to you. We've got to work really hard for it. We've got to believe in ourselves and each other and have a, as, as best of preparation as we can. Um, and hopefully go out there and play our best basketball. Like, I think we responded well at the World Cup in Sydney two years ago um, and won that bronze medal. But we know, um, uh, like I said, the rest of the world's just gotten better and better, you know, and we have total respect, but we make sure that we uh, we know what we need to do and, and 
and face whatever adversity and, and making sure that we're playing Opal style of basketball for every game we play. And Sandy Brondello, can I ask you as coach, what is the ambition for Paris medal-wise? Well, we, every, every, time, every time we step on the court, we want to be one of the best teams and that means winning medals. Um, you know, can we win that gold medal? We have to aspire. We have to believe in that. Um, but we have to just make sure that it's not, you know, we have to be process-driven every single time. And, um, you know, our goal is to go out there and win a medal. And, you know, hopefully these players deserve it. We're going to give it our very best shot and hopefully uh, it goes our way. Sandy, it's been great to speak to you. And if I could ask you a quick question in everything that you do in the WNBA and uh, the Las Vegas Aces, of, of which Australia's uh, Kayla George was part, and she's bringing up an amazing milestone this weekend in the WNBL with her 350th game, and, and you as coach of New York Liberty. In terms of the Australian players in the WNBA and more, your journey, how do you best describe it? Yeah, um, it's a great question. I, look, I sometimes have to pinch myself. Um, the life I've been able to lead through the game of basketball, it's been a passion of mine since the age of nine. Um, I've had wonderful experiences uh, that have shaped me, not just as a basketball player, but as a coach. But um, I, now, right now, I think I have the best two jobs in the world. I coach in the biggest city in the mecca of basketball in New York City for the New York Liberty. Um, and I coach the Australian Opals, and I take great pride in that. I, I think I uh, work really, really hard um, to continue to improve every year as a coach. Um, you know, I think uh, players enjoy playing for me, but it, it's been a fun ride, and, you know, hopefully it'll continue for many, many years to come, And because uh, this, is, this is what I love, and my family enjoy it, and I have, you know, great support around me. It certainly helps. And just a last one, Sandy, just hearing you there talk about the support and the love and, and what you have done and are continuing to do. Is there a time, especially on the Olympic stage, is there a time in your career so far that you feel most is special to you? Yeah, look, if I had to, had to look back, it would be the 2000 Olympics, mm. um, mostly because it was in Sydney and, um, you know, I had a pretty good tournament. But because my family were in the stands, it's, that's very special, my parents didn't travel overseas a lot to watch me play so I didn't have many opportunities to watch me in the green and gold and you know they've been they've supported me for you know for such as a young girl with these huge aspirations and um it, you know you always want to play in front of your family so that will you know we won the silver medal too so uh, when you're winning medals and playing in front of family and friends, there's nothing better than that. Opal's coach, Sandy Brondello, thank you so much for your time with us on Grandstand this weekend. 